this is Hank Hill, and you're listening to The Ladcast. Welcome everybody back to The Ladcast, the third episode of The Ladcast, where we're joined here with myself, Cyrus, co-host Trevor, co-host Paul, and for the first time ever, the very first guest, Darren, aka Grand Wizard, aka G Dub. You want to say hi to the people, Darren? Hello, how's it going? Mm, what about you two guys? What's up, everybody? Hello. I, I I haven't heard this many faithful people in a room since Nam. Since Faithful Men Con since... 2019. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't able to attend that, sadly. You didn't you, you were make there the cut. You did. <laughs> no, I, I, did we FaceTime you? I think we FaceTimed you then. I think I was doing something. Mm, being unfaithful probably uh, anyway yeah. <laughs> anyway before we get started here i like to give a howdy to our iphone listeners we are now on apple music we've been on spotify for a fat fucking minute now been on anchor been on youtube but we are now on apple so if y'all want to take the time to go ahead and give us a fat subscribe a fat five-star rating and just listen to everything except that fucking trailer um on your way to work and uh, we're going to go ahead, and before we get started here, how was your last weekend, Paul? My last weekend? Mm-hmm. It was very work-heavy, just kind of getting ready for this next you know, few weeks that are ahead of me, just trying to get a lot of money, you know, work as many hours as possible. It's nothing yeah. too eventful on my end, unfortunately. How about you, Trevor? Uh, we had the Beer Olympics this mm-hmm. weekend. We mentioned it last time, and now we're here with two of... 2019's champions and, and a bystander right here. Darren was there. Yeah, I was just in the stands. Being the number one fan for Canada. Mm-hmm. Man, dude, that was that was a lot of fun, man. It, so it was, uh, long story short, sister's 21st birthday. She wanted to do a beer Olympics. So, you know, of course, she brings her friends. My folks bring their friends, and I bring, I bring the lads, right? And we were trying so hard to keep the lads off the same team because we were going to mow those motherfuckers down no matter what. So we, we came up with a system where, where, you know, we put out four jello shots at a time. Each one had a different flag on it. And as you come in, you get your jello shot, boom, whatever. We went through three rounds of those. The lads get on the same fucking team. It was fucking <laughs> insane. It was me, Trevor, yeah. his brother, our friend, uh, Antoine, who's the worst. And then, and then we got the best fucking drinker on from my parents friends i guess you could yeah, say yeah. and we we fucking yeah it was it was a shit show yeah it was it was great we fucked them up um then from the outside looking in from a sober standpoint how did it look look a lot of fun it looked pretty fun there's a lot of stuff going on there's yeah. a lot of like weird games you all played especially the one with the, the sock and the, mm, the softball if you want that to was uh, yeah so basically uh we had this game called swinging sack where we put a we put a softball inside of a inside of some pantyhose and then put the waist around our heads and we had to go down the line knocking down the water bottles. That was kind of like a filler game that we played. Um, we didn't want to, we, we needed to stop drinking because we were getting pretty fucking drunk. Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, Canada, that was the team the lads were on. So took home first place. Gold, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. So, uh, and, and y'all, y'all will probably see this on our, on the Ladcast Instagram by now. By the time this episode does come out, there uh, will be at least one picture. Uh, I did. I did promise that. Yeah. But yeah. I think everyone broke their trophy though. Yeah, it's yeah. broken, but it's it's up there, uh, held together with 
with hopes and dreams. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, we're gonna fix it. Yeah, we'll, we'll those trophies it. are actually really cool. They were yeah, really cool. We'll, we'll post. I'll post the picture of, of all of them as well. So it was it was a lot of fucking fun. Yeah, but next year we're definitely gonna have to make the teams a little bit more fair. Yeah. Fucking destroyed. Yeah. The I think I think the the winners of Canada should each be captains. So we can celebrate yeah, us. Fuck. So yeah, you think so, Paul? <laughs> yeah, I think I was gonna say captains, but like if like let's say, you know what? It'd be kind of unfair to make you know. So, so how many of y'all were on a team? Was there four or five of you? It was five. Five. So five you might have to get team. more people, and like every single person from the winning team last year has to be a captain, so that they all yeah. can't be together yeah. again. Yeah, you know we what I mean? Get, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It was it was a lot of fun. So that was that was our last weekend. This weekend we're we're taking it a little easy. I'm having uh. I'm having a, a white claw right now, but it's just it's just podcast drink. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So anyway, uh we're gonna actually move on. Go ahead, Trevor. Yep. So like as if y'all listen to last week's podcast, y'all know that each week we're gonna try to introduce a new segment just to kind of get the ball rolling at the beginning of each podcast. And last week we did hot seat where we asked kind of controversial questions. And this week what we're gonna do is we're gonna introduce something that's co- we're gonna call the big three. And, and basically we're gonna give our three biggest recommendations it could be about anything music video games books any anything we want we're just going to go ahead and go around the room and kind of give our recommendations so paul if you want to go ahead and start us off with your three yeah sure so um i actually did one one show one game and one uh type music so i'll start off with my tv show it's actually a pretty big show but i don't feel like a lot of people give it the credit it deserves i don't know if you guys ever heard of bojack horseman on netflix by any chance i don't even know if darren even watches it by any chance um I but I love it. you do yes yeah it show. is just absolutely phenomenal it's one of the very few adult animation shows that i can like i can stand for the most part a lot of the trouble that i run into with like uh adult animation like big mouth simpsons family guy rick and morty's that uh a lot of them just um take the fact that they're an adult show and just run with it like they just do okay. crude humor after crude humor and it just gets kind of old after a while but bojack does something where it actually develops these characters, actually gives them emotion, actually gives them real-life world problems, and also keeps it funny at the same time. And it's something that's just so engaging. They're going on season six in September. It's absolutely amazing. I don't want to spoil much, but the show is absolutely hilarious. Will Arnett is the star of the show. It is just absolutely fantastic. I'm not that much of a TV show guy in the first place, so for me to even recommend a show is enough to say on its own so please like absolutely give that show a shot the episodes are not yeah. that long they're like 20 yeah, minutes I've, I've, yeah, yeah i've been meaning to watch it because i i know you've actually recommended it to me a couple of times i've just never got the chance but it's always been something that's been kind of intriguing to me it's yeah. great so I, I need to get on that yeah, and that's because i love big mouth man big mouth is oh so i've seen fun. that yeah. <laughs> that's just funny you've you seen bowman bowman whatever the fuck bojack bowman Bo- 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 what is it <laughs> Bowman like Jack Horse arrow spit off. Yeah. <laughs> Bowman Jack Horse. You, you've seen that before? I've seen the first season. I really liked it. It's uh, it has a really cool story that I didn't think it would actually be a part of it. Okay. Yeah, I definitely check it out then. Yeah, it just deals with a lot of um, like, like well, one of the like the main part, the main focus of the show is that it deals with Bojack Horseman, and he's like an, a celebrity that used to be really famous back in the '90s. He was on a sitcom that was kind of like Full House esque. And his um, fame kind of waned throughout the years with his alcohol problems and whatnot. And this whole, this whole show of him be, like dealing with like his alcoholism, his depression, his anxiety. But like, of course, in a weird way, hilarity ensues out of this. But it's not a joke's not made out of the problems. It actually like carries on with the problems. But there's like jokes in the background, like with like the, like the arcs of the other characters and whatnot. 
um just a, a great show all around like it has not lost its steam it's actually even gotten better with each season so i cannot wait for the next season i think it's uh, in september is it anything like uh that tv show anchor or archer archer archer, archer. archer. Yeah. i feel like oh, archer I, I, I never i have not watched much of archer but from what i've seen i might be totally wrong about this archer just seems like it's all up for gags for the most part it's like a straight up comedy not really no uh-huh. I've i have actually not yeah i've never seen it yeah i've wanted to i've wanted yeah. to watch it for a while now right that that one's been out for a while too oh, yeah it? that one's been a, right. a long time but yeah i'll definitely give bojack please do because yeah. bojack will make you cry and it'll make you laugh everything man really it's, what the fuck yeah bro it's, it's sad. sad it's sad as hell yeah Damn, like, yeah. it, like especially really, like you know really? if you oh, deal shit. with like you know like anxiety or anything it really really speaks to you and there's okay i, I want to just go into all these episodes but i don't want to talk for 30 minutes i don't nah, want to spoil nah, anything we, for you guys we, um yeah, please we'll give it a try the first yeah. okay we'll say this first season's a bit of a drag it's a bit too if here's what if you like big mouth you'll probably like the first season of bojack horseman but if you don't like adult animation shows just to be all about gags and adult humor all the time then you're not gonna like it but i, I promise you season two forward it's great i honestly that that's kind of good to hear because i do feel like when it comes to like the adult cartoon genre a lot of the times that is the downfall of it. Mm-hmm. It's just nonstop hit or miss comedy. Mm-hmm. It's not like any like immersive, like it's not an immersive viewing experience, I guess. Is yeah. What yeah. I would say. It's but like, I guess fantastic. this is the one thing that that, that genre is kind of cool. missing is, cool, yeah. cool, cool. is that real life element to it. Yep. And Will Arnett is always great. Aaron Paul's in it as well. He's fantastic. It's just, oh, a, no shit. Yeah. It's a okay, great, cool. absolutely great show all around. Um, That's a breaking bad guy. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my next is a game that I know Cyrus and Trevor have heard me just bust a fucking nut about, but, um, I have not recently played it. I should go back, but I do want to recommend it to absolutely everyone. Uh, it's called Persona 5. I know you guys have heard me talk about it a million times, but I do need to play that game for sure. um, That's a commitment. Yeah, it's a commitment. I've put (laughs) 60 hours into Persona 5 and I am barely halfway through. Um, oh, are you yeah. 60 hours 60 hours but and you're only halfway through yes uh but God i damn but you put full days into that game man basically um persona 5 is a jrpg it's turn-based but it's also got some like life simulator um aspects to it where you kind of like live your own life and like gain stats outside but there's of course um you know turn-based elements there's like monsters and uh, all that stuff it's it's anime-esque so there's a lot of like fantasy anime tropes that are in that but it's fantastic it's got a great set of characters the world is great it's not over it's not an overwhelming game because i'm pretty sure when you hear games that are like 100 hours long you're probably like oh my god there's it's probably like the witcher where there's like a million side quests a million things to do like you're overwhelmed this game's not like that at all where it's pretty straightforward and the game lets you play it how you want most of the game is like hey they tell you they go you have 28 in-game days to complete this objective do it as you want you can complete the objective in one game day or you can take your time and like you know boost up your stats and uh, all that stuff and each character that you have you have to build a relationship with outside of the objectives because if you do you can actually learn certain moves with them in the game and you can actually get in a relationship with some of them too um you can you know date them you can even date older women i'm pretty sure in high school but you can date women it's crazy bro it's insane um there's so much you can do the possibilities are endless i love that game i have to go back into it i've just been super lazy um Mm -hmm. but please if you guys have not touched it just grab it it's like it was i saw on sale like 15 bucks the other day Uh, it is completely worth your time you'll play you might play for two years but you'll never be bored with it 
Nice. You had you had me at older women. You uh, yes, <laughs> I of course, yes, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so yeah. Well, tell me tell me this about that game because I've always been interested in playing that series. Do you have to play like the previous mm-hmm. games to understand the story, nope. or is it kind of like separate stories? No, not game? at all. I have never played a Persona game. I actually I don't really play turn based games at all. I actually don't like them. Um, uh-huh. but this game uh i went right into it it's a brand new story there is one character who i found out recurs to every single game in the series but he's like he's there for a reason he's not going to tell you about the lore of persona he's just there just for you you know so just jump right in man it's probably one of the i want to call it one of the best games generation but i haven't beaten it so i don't have the right to say that um but it's one of the most fun i've had the game in a while but i've just uh, heard great things about it yeah 60 hours of my life's quite quite a quite a long time so <laughs> got to get back onto that um and then my last last recommendation is actually a bit of music um i know this is kind of funny because i was just talking about last week about how bad my music taste is and it is pretty bad but i actually just discovered my song of the year a few weeks ago and i uh, rarely can ever really say that because i feel like in the rock genre like the metal genre which what i kind of listen to is kind of been waning off the past few years and it's uh kind of needed like a new spark of some kind of sort and I think one band I listened to finally dropped a song that just really, really hits everything it needs to. It's a band called Slaves, and they just dropped a song called Heavier a few weeks ago. And they recently just went through a lot of drama uh, behind the scenes. Um, the singer just left due to alcoholism problems and, and then not getting along. So they've went through a full reformation of the band. They are, uh, they're post-hardcore, which to be honest with you, I don't... Some new metal action? Sure. If you want to call it new metal, you can. <laughs> but it's, Is it really? <laughs> it, it's I, not really new metal. They're defined as post-hardcore, which even I can't even really describe to you. When I look it up, it says... Post hardcore is like Sleeping with Sirens and Pierce the Veil, but they're not like those bands at all, really. But they like they have those same. Yeah, tra- I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that's because I have a different categorization categorization <laughs> for those those two bands than post hardcore. Yeah. Correct, right? Um, but what Slaves does is that they take everything with like Sleeping with Sirens, they get rid of that really whiny voice, and they get rid of the screaming, but keep that hard rock in there. With those insanely loud choruses, those awesome oh, yeah, tones. Yeah, Pierce the Veil definitely has that whiny voice. Right. <laughs> Slaves takes that but gives it a regular voice with like that can just sing. Okay. And um, they recently, this new singer they got was the runner up in the voice from last season, which. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Especially for that genre. Exactly. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> they, um, my buddy told me this. He said that they were this out at a venue one day. They met with this guy. They're like, "Hey, we're looking for a new singer. Could you you want to help us out?" And he came in. They absolutely loved him. They went on tour right after, and they came. They ran into a lot of problems because the guy couldn't hit the high notes that the old singer could at, at, on uh, on the live performances and whatnot, uh-huh. and it became a really big problem. But now. They dropped this new song, Heavier, and he just absolutely kills it. I think I've listened to this song more than Goodbyes by Post Malone, and like I listened to that like 300 times. Was that was that guy originally singing that genre oh, of music? No, not at all. No? No, oh, really? so The voice. The voice. The voice. Well, on the I don't know. Why new did they, metal on the voice. <laughs> why did they approach him out of all people? They just saw him. Because, like, they, they, like, I mean, like, they're in the music genre. They've probably heard of him. They're like, yo, like, you want to give us a try? Like, we're really looking for someone. And yeah. he's like, all right, man, yeah, because he's probably looking for work, you know? And yeah. this dude, I really cannot 
speak about that song highly enough uh if you guys don't like it not a problem but i think it's good to give that band some support because they're keeping that genre alive and it's good music i gotta say oh, cool. so awesome. um, just say the, say the name one more time it's uh heavier by slaves heavier by slaves okay yes okay. Cool. so that's all mine so trevor you want to go next to yours yeah um so the first thing i'm going to recommend it recommend is a um an artist named dominic fike he's a singer He's only been around since about 2017, I would say. Um, he just recently released his debut EP, which was called Don't Forget About Me Demos. Um, it had about six songs, and I know Cyrus listens to him. Yeah. He's an amazing artist, yeah. to be honest. Uh, when he released that, nobody had ever heard about him. It was kind of like just something that was out of nowhere. And um, that EP that he released, he, I think he did it when he was still a solo artist, and then that's what kind of sparked a bidding war of record labels trying to sign him and he eventually signed with columbia records for a rumored i think it was like four million dollars um and what's interesting about that shortly after that he actually got arrested so that's why there hasn't been a lot of new songs no from him shit. yeah he violated his what's it called um parole his, no it's like when you're when you're at ha- oh, house arrest house he, viol- he violated his house arrest so he got he got arrested and that's why there that there hasn't because you know he released yeah. that album and there hasn't really been yeah. a lot since Waited. it was because he was arrested. Jesus, but he like, started making songs in his closet. Yeah, like, yeah. I need a studio. <laughs> <laughs> and just recently, he started uh, to release a few singles, which were like uh, "Acai Bowl," "Rollerblades," and "Phone Numbers," which were all pretty good. Uh, but great. if you were gonna look into him, I definitely would suggest uh, songs like Three Nights," mm-hmm. "Baby Doll," and "West Coast Collective." Those songs yep. are fucking amazing. Yeah, three like nights. I, yeah, three nights. He's just starting to get some notoriety, but I think like he's right up there in like S tier yeah, when it good. when it comes to musicians right now. Um, but he is going on tour pretty soon, and I think oh. around my birthday. He's gonna be in uh, Austin and Houston. Yeah, that's so not that's too far. Time. That's yeah. not too far. Yeah, I'm this down. Right up the fucking I'm road, down. dude. Yeah, not bad. I've been wanting to go back to a concert. Hell yeah, Paul, you coming? I'll be there. Mm. <laughs> All right. So the second thing I'm gonna recommend is a little bit boring, but like this is probably up there on the number one thing that I would recommend to anybody. Mm-hmm. And Darren, I've known, I know you've read this book. Uh, it's called The Art of War. Oh, yeah. um oh, wow. I, like my successes in life like i fucking dedicate to this fucking book because yeah. i go to business school mm. and this is one of the first things that they tell you to read is the art of war mm. because it, it was written by a chinese general named sun Tzu, okay. um hundreds of years ago and it, it's about war obviously yeah but the things that he write about writes about in this this book are like you can implement them into your everyday mm-hmm. life, whether it be business, whether it just be you needing motivation for something like everything in this book, you yeah. can implement into your everyday life. Like so, some of the things that he says was, if you know the enemy and know yourself, you need not fear the results of a hundred battles. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like things like that, like you, you read that and you get it in your head the proper way. Right, right. Like that's going to help you so much. And like, just the words in this book have like helped me so much in like my yeah. everyday life and my business ventures, everything like that. Like I credit to this book yeah. Yeah. and like, um, I have three copies of this book. You know, I have one in my room. I let you borrow one me, yeah. uh, recently. And then I have one on my laptop. So it's with me every fucking where I yeah. go. And I've read this book so many fucking times. Of course. You, yeah. You've read it there. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how much like things actually tie into real life with that book. Cause you yeah. think of it just like, 
only applying certain situations like uh, maybe even just like strategy games or even just war in itself but it really does tie into real life situations yeah. a lot it's crazy yeah, it's crazy the, yeah the war of life yeah, yeah. you, you lent <laughs> it to me i started reading it um I, I i need to put some more time aside to really give yeah. it a fucking read because i i i already just like mm-hmm. you know the few couple of uh yeah, uh, scriptures that that yeah. were right there in the in the first couple pages, but uh-huh. I gotta I gotta set some time aside, man, because it's fucking good. Yeah, dude, it it just the the amount of knowledge you can gain from that book and just interpret the quotes in your own way mm-hmm. is so yeah. beneficial. Like yeah, I can't yeah. explain that enough. But yeah. like it's a quick read because like even the version I gave you is just what he wrote. Yeah, but you can buy other versions where it has like the history behind it and that period in time like the history and stuff like that but if you just want to get the most out of it i would suggest you buy a version that's just what that guy actually wrote mm-hmm. dude you you'll benefit yeah. so fucking much yeah. from that book. yeah and it's it's as big as like a fucking pamphlet so yeah. there's no excuse why you can't yeah. just have that on yeah, it's it's a really? it's a fucking it's a oh dude, yeah. yes just yeah. just like what he gave me i mean i say pamphlet it's, it's a good maybe what'd you say 100 pages yeah maybe. that's it uh yeah yeah, yeah, but it's a good. I, but no, 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 you got to keep in mind, like, like they're all numbered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I want to say they're like section offs, depending section, yeah. on depending on kind of the specific topic he's talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, it, and one section would be like fifty fucking, you know, yeah. fifty uh, bullet points, I guess you can say. And each one has like one or yeah. two sentences that just explain uh, kind of kind of his thought process. And and um, dude, not only did Trevor give it to me, uh, some companies I used to work for in the past. In their fucking manager room, there always be a copy of that right, yep. right inside. The, yep. You know the fucking store director or whatever the the manager's fucking office, and and that's this is what yeah. book that is that you can use anywhere. Yeah, anywhere, yeah. business, life, um, you anything, know, war, fucking going to war. You yeah. better read that. Yeah, yeah just man. like if you take anything away from the podcast, just read that fucking Art book. It will change your goddamn Art life. Um, but getting into my my third topic um i've been watching a lot of netflix original series lately i don't know why it's just yeah, yeah. just something that kind of happened but i recently watched one called basketball or nothing okay it was the best show i fucking watched all okay. the time yeah um uh if you're into sport even if you're not into sports i would suggest to watch this movie because it just has a powerful message behind it it's about a high school basketball team that's on a reservation in i think it was chinley arizona i believe mm-hmm. and just dude the message behind that that show was so fucking powerful in that people don't realize that native americans are still facing the repercussions of what happened hundreds of years ago mm-hmm. and it's sad as fuck dude yeah when you think about it because like it, it shows you around that town it's just poverty everywhere mm-hmm. and all they have is that high school basketball team and the loyalty that is around that in in the you know the the motivation and the happiness that is provided by that team is fucking insane. Okay. Are they and, good? Dude, yeah. They're fucking yeah. good as fuck. They're un- the 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 amazing thing about it that that basketball team was undersized as fuck compared to like I don't want to say I don't only I guess you could say modernized mm-hmm. cities or areas like compared to those basketball teams, they're undersized and they were still going out there winning and they made it to the quarterfinals of the state tournament, I think they were actually no the final four of the, the Arizona State tournament. They made it all the way there and end up um, end up losing. But dude, wow! Just that that show is amazing. Yeah. Just just alone, watch it for the message. You don't necessarily have to like sports, 
just watch that and just see how motivated and dedicated those people are to their craft. It's fucking amazing. Knowing that like they're, they're not taking their hardships as like feeling bad for themselves. They're turning it into something positive and using it as a motivation to, to doing what they want to do with their lives and getting them to a better place. Uh, but one thing that I would have wished they went into more detail about, dude, like I said, like, when you see around the town of where this uh, they filmed this, like you see how poor they actually are. But when you see the school, they have a seven thousand uh, seat arena for wow, the basketball team wow. that they fill every fucking game. It's pride, like yeah. So their their school and their basketball program is extremely well funded. I don't n- know how that happened because I know a lot of the times with. Uh, Native American reservations is through like casinos and things like that. But I don't think there is a casino on that reservation. Um, I I would assume that it has to do with some agreement that they have worked out with the state of Mm -hmm. Arizona, but I don't know, but it, it was crazy to see that their arena is bigger than the one at my college. Oh shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was fucking crazy. Um, But you want to go ahead and get into yours, Darren? Yeah, sure. So, uh, my first one is Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney, which mm-hmm. is a game for the DS. Mm-hmm. Have you played it, Paul? I, I have played a little bit of the first one. I love so that, that series. It's great. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, this is like my all-time favorite game. And basically what it is, you play as a lawyer who is a defense attorney, I guess in Japan, because uh, the way it works in Japan is that I think the burden of proof is on the defense. So that kind of plays into how the game uh, works out. Um, you have to prove that you're not guilty as opposed to proving someone guilty. So it kind of puts the burden of doing everything uh, towards you. So you go around researching uh, crimes that happen, mainly murders. I think it's always murders in that case, but um, it's a really interesting game because you're, it's like a, a story novel where you're kind of looking around for clues and you can kind of move around, talk to people uh, ask for if they saw anything, you know, what kind of evidence do they have? Mm-hmm. But it's a really fun game with a cool story. And it's like got these really cool twists and like a bunch of things where uh, you just, you, I don't know, you just don't expect it. And it's really interesting all the way through. And the art style is great. Yeah, the art style, like everything about this game is just great. Like the characters are really funny. Like that game makes me laugh constantly. And it's <laughs> not a game you would think that you would yeah. laugh at. It's a lawyer game. You know, yeah. it's like, it's really interesting. And, um, the characters have funny like dynamics. Yeah, yeah. dynamics. Okay, I was gonna say dialogue. Dynamics. Okay. Yeah, that checks. <laughs> it's dialogue, just, yeah. It's really well written, and it's when did it come a out? Fun story. Um, that's Long a good question. Ago. Like two thousand four. There's so shit. many games yeah. in the series, dude. It's really? crazy. It's somewhere between there. I've only played the first. It's for the DS. Yeah, for the DS. Okay. Um, yeah, it's super popular. They released the trilogy on a bunch of couple different things. I feel like they just released the trilogy on Switch recently. Yeah, they yeah. Um, which well, I think it was Japan, it Japan only, I think. I have no idea. I'm not too sure either. Easily my favorite game of all time. It's really funny, super interesting. Uh, you can sing a lot of time in that game. So my second recommendation is The Inferno by Dante Alighieri. Oh, I have no shit. idea. You, uh, uh, the book or the game? The book. Oh, yeah. Not Dante's Inferno, but it's that game is based off this book. The book, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this book is really like poetic mm-hmm. and... Uh, really interesting because I'm not a very religious person, but this game kind of goes into 
sorry, game, <laughs> book. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> they have a game. Well, they have a game. Yeah. yeah. So the book goes into uh, the circles of hell and what kind of punishments you get for what sort of sins. And mm. um, it's really interesting because it's, it's really, uh, what's the word for something that's, you can visually see it, but like text kind of brings it to life. What's the, it's like, you know what I'm talking about? Um, uh, there's a word for it. Yeah, it's there like, is. It's like you can you can see what's happening. It's very vivid and like visual. It's got a good imagery. I think it's like okay, yeah, yeah, really like good paint, imagery. Paints a picture. Yeah, yeah paints yeah. a picture. So that's one of the best parts about it. But the poetic side of it is really interesting because it's kind of I would say like a midpoint between like uh, just regular English and like uh, what would I say like like Shakespearean kind of English where it's kind of not so much vague, but mm. it just it's worded much differently to how we would talk. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of times where things rhyme in a weird way where you wouldn't really normally think to write about that. Mm -hmm. So um, so and and you have to forgive me because because my I never played the game, but I kind of know roughly about it. It's like uh like going through the different stages of hell. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's basically the circles of hell. Like what kind of sins get you mm -hmm. what things like gluttony yeah uh, okay. which i, I think there's seven I think, deadly sins yeah well no i think there's more to it but they only they only focus on a, on a few yeah if i remember correctly yeah yeah no that that's dope man yeah it's really it's like a beautiful read yeah uh, i haven't finished it but i loved like every bit of it okay nice. you so you recently started this yeah good mm -hmm. stuff man well i'm kind of lazy when it comes to reading yeah, me too so, man <laughs> me too me too I, I, I pick it up every now and then good but, shit yeah Good shit. Paul, you, you've heard of that before? Yeah, I read it in high school. Oh, did you like it? Oh, well, I get no spoilers, but because Darren hasn't finished it. Yeah, it's it's good. It's really freaking creepy. I'll tell you that much. It's very haunting, you know, like yeah, I'm not a guy either. Um, but, you it know, is kind of violent in some ways. Yeah, it is. It's very, very graphic, um, but it's a, yeah. it's a hell of a read for sure. Okay. Um, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I hear the game's a fucking shit show too like pretty pretty scary i'm yeah not not bad but i hear it's pretty scary too really? or creepy yeah. i've actually never seen it yeah no really mm -hmm. yeah I, and that's weird because i only know the book i don't know the really i didn't know there they was have, a game they have a game yeah. i didn't know that yeah, <laughs> yeah they have a game. it's like a hack and slash kind of right? really yeah, it's like batman arkham, arkham city like that Oh, oh shit! Is it really mm -hmm. got that kind yeah. of combat? Dude, oh, hey, fun. bro! But when when did that come out, Paul? What do you think? Oh nine. It's a long. Oh nine. Yeah, really. Been a, it was a really big deal in my school because it had boobs in it. So everyone was like, "Oh, dude, you see this girl's tits?" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah." So, Two thousand nine <laughs> rendered tits. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> so it was so I it's, this correlates. And um, my mom and I went to the flea market one time, and I really wanted yeah. Dox Inferno. So I went to the uh -huh. game store there, and I was like, "Mom." She's like, pick out a game. I'm like, yo. I'm like, all right, hot. So I'm like, yo, I want Thunder's Inferno. And the guy's like, Titties. the guy's like, uh, there's nude women in this. And I'm like, fuck you. Bro, he snitched you he out. Snitched me out. So I was like, all right, fine, I'll take Bioshock. And then he was like, it's too violent. Mom's like, no. I'm like, fuck me. Bro, did you piece that motherfucker up or what? Goddamn, dude. <laughs> so I would have given the old one too. Bitch like that. Dude. So then I was like, all right, can I get Battlefield Bad Company too? And he's like, mom is that okay with you she's like of course and i'm like what the fuck bro, he was he was trying to be your stepdad yeah he bro probably was. <laughs> he probably was dude he was like hey look mama i'm responsible he's not gonna he, he ain't gonna see no tits until he's 18 i remember it was a week before my 17th birthday right 
watchdogs came out the first watchdogs my mom yeah. has let me play every rated m game and under the sun gta cod bioshock at that point right i was like i was i was living good but i still needed i still needed her permission to get watchdogs right so i bring her in and the motherfucker convinces my mom to tell her no that i can't get it even though i turned 17 in one week this is at Jesus. a GameStop, and the guy's like, yeah. yeah, bro, it's like really, really violent. And I'm like, mom's like, nope, you can't have it. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, where did that come from? And you, and you were 17? I was 16 going on 17 in one week oh, at that time. Man. That's fucked, dude. Well, at least you left with bad company, too. That's a good game. That, I hear that's well, yeah, a really I, I, Yeah, that was probably like 13 or 14. But yeah, good game. Yeah. But nonetheless, keep going, Darren. Okay, so uh, that's kind of all I had to say about the Inferno, but... Uh, my last recommendation is a YouTube channel called Bending with Babish, and mm-hmm. it's uh, I'm surprised none of y'all heard of this. I've heard of it. None of y'all, none of y'all reacted. Oh, you've heard of it? Okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah, I haven't. So it's basically um, it's like this bald guy who cooks. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the main selling point. No, it's uh, it's bald. Yeah. <laughs> He cooks. Fuck uh, yes, he's bald. And subscribing. You had me at bald. <laughs> you had me at. Older women. Good. <laughs> so God. he cooks stuffs from TV shows and movies. Oh and stuff shit! Like that. Really? Yeah. I've seen his oh, video. Oh, oh shit! Hold on! Hold on! Does he make drinks too or no? He sometimes. Ah, yeah. then maybe I'll he go to the YouTube. I, YouTube I, I, I think I've seen his. He videos. does a little bit of everything. Okay. But he does a lot of different recipes for like a lot of different movies. Uh, I don't know about books, but movies, shows. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, Notably, the ones I liked are like the cartoon ones. So like Adventure Time, regular show. Yeah, uh, I think he did something from like Steven's Universe. Holy a shit! A bunch of shows. He did a Kingdom Hearts food four days ago. Yeah, four That's days cool. ago. Oh, he, look at Paul on his research game. <laughs> yeah, so I seen the guy who makes drinks, and he did one from The Simpsons that was like something Bart described, I guess, in yeah. one of the episodes that was straight. That was probably fucking, him. Straight fucking yeah, poison. I <laughs> was seeing yeah. it, but yeah. but yeah, man, that's dope. What it's really cool. I so. think I saw one he did of uh, ratatouille from the fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, he made the main meal. Yeah, is, he, is he a chef though or something? Is he or he, he's just some amateur just fucking throwing some shit together and hoping it looks the same? I don't think he went to culinary school or anything, but nah, he really to. knows what he's doing. He's he, he does a lot of different stuff, like making his own bread, mm-hmm. like just anything you can think of food wise. But um, you would never really know because he makes so much stuff and it. He does a lot of research beforehand, so mm. it comes out really well. Okay, awesome. And so even if he doesn't make the recipe right the first time, he'll kind of like uh, go back at it and make sure he makes it right. And then he'll, um, if he doesn't like how the recipe comes out, he'll make his own version that's how he think it should have gone. Mm-hmm. And so that's also really interesting to see that he'll, uh, you know, kind of fix it if it's like, not good food mm-hmm. and he makes some gross stuff sometimes so sometimes it's like okay we have to make I'd imagine dude. edible yeah. version yeah you know how hard it probably is for him to sit there and like see something on tv or in a movie and be like how the fuck am i gonna make that and make it actually taste yeah. good <laughs> still never had a good crabby patty though hope he can whip me up one one day that'd be great oh he's does he do one those. okay yeah. i was like does he's, he's he do one he's even I done do... the the one with like it's like a double crabby patty something it's like a deluxe kind of oh, thing and he's scary patty fries it Oh, oh shit. Like dude, I just want one like so bad. Vodka, beer, like batter, and he deep fries it. It looks fuck. I'm hungry. You know what was my shit? Hell, yeah, you know what was good. my shit though? The uh the gummy Krabby Patties. 
Oh, oh, that was my shit. And, I, and I, I'd get that, and then I'd get the little Coke one. <laughs> the little Coke one. Or I could just straight have a little, yeah, a little meal. <laughs> a little meal. Mix and match. Uh, mix and match. So yeah, that's, that's it for my recommendation. Uh, recommendation. So, man, y'all fucking killed that shit, man. I, okay, my recommendations are not that fucking good, if we're being honest. But we'll go ahead and start off. So my first recommendation is, and, and I was thinking really hard on this shit, uh, just something that that makes me makes me happy, and and I'm a big advocate for change. And this is going to be very very small, but it would take about you know an evening to do. Is every now and then, guys, just rearrange your fucking room, nope. rearrange your fucking furniture, oh, yeah. rearrange something in your life because like like there there's nothing there. I mean, it's me personally. Like I said, if you like change, that's something that's going to fucking you're going to enjoy. Uh, Paul, you have a whole apartment. Just rearrange your fucking living room, man. Yeah. And you walk in there, and you're like, man, that is that is a new, this is a new fucking place. Well, I guess Paul just kind of moved in, so you, you know, <laughs> may, wait a couple months. But dude, <laughs> like, I, oh, shit, Trevor, I don't know. You've known me for a long time, and and I've been living in the same house for a fat minute now. Um, and and I I can I can assure you, you've been in my room three times in the past two years, and it's been changed like yeah. four different times. Yeah, yeah. I sure. like like just. Sometimes you just get in that mood, mm-hmm. you know. You're like, man, I'm, I'm coming home to the same fucking shit every day. Let me fucking move my bed to the other side of the room, my TV on the other side of the room, and now you're just, it's just fucking brand new. Yeah. And and I and that that can carry over to a lot of things as far as like living a, a healthier life. You mm-hmm. want to make you want to make changes in your life. You want to you want to you know uh, feel like it's a new fucking day every single fucking day. Yeah. And there and when I rearrange my room, it's very fucking small, but that that just satisfies mm-hmm. kind of kind of that that feeling. Um, I don't know. It's, Dare, have you? It's like the furniture equivalent of a haircut. It gives yeah. you confidence. Yeah, it, and like it keeps oh, things yeah. fresh. You know. Yeah, and I always yeah. had to have my my fucking haircut. Yeah, take it on over to Clippers and get that, get that, <laughs> get that God barber. I'm not gonna drop his name just yet until he's on the podcast. Most definitely. Uh, so so really not too much to to go off of it, Paul. You, what do you think? I completely agree with you. I just loved how you yeah. built that all up, and I thought you were gonna. You said change. I was thinking you're gonna say something about the environment or something. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, no. 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 Changing your room. No, it was cool. No. I'm all. Yo, well, I'll, I'll be like completely honest with you. Like I'm somebody that struggles with change. Like y'all know that I don't necessarily like things changing, and I don't like get along with new people. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so something like that where I completely agree that like changing something small in your life does help you, you know, be able to be more acceptant to change. And that's something that's kind of helped me in the past was yeah. changing little things and working towards changing bigger things. has been something. Yeah, no. And, and Paul, to kind of go off of what you just said right now, you can't change the environment till you change yourself. Oh. Fire. What? You're right. in an environment. Right. <laughs> hey, hey. Thanks, Derek. <laughs> Thank you, Derek. One small step at a time. Yeah, I'll say, like, I collect a lot of you know, like figurines and whatnot, so I like to, like, rearrange how they look, you know? Um, my girlfriend loves to rearrange and all that, so. Mm, that, nice. You know, so. Am I your girlfriend? You, you might be. I might be. You are now. And I'm okay with that. Hell yeah. All right, so we're going to go ahead and move on to my to my next recommendation here. This is all off the dome. And this comes with a small story, and I apologize that we're running this fucking time up like a motherfucker. But who cares? We got Darren here on the on the Ladcast today. Oh, yeah. All right. So, and this is supposed to come up last week. Everybody, 
back off of Nickelback. Okay? Oh, boy. All right. All right. Unpopular opinion. Nickelback is fucking great. Fire. Fire. Look, look, Blades. they get too much hate. Yeah, and, way and, too much. Look, I, I kind of want to get into what we else we got here in, in on the cast today, so I'm just gonna kind of just coast right through it. Let me tell you a story, right? On on what Nickelback means to me. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, rough day at work. Had to go get a fucking drink. I'm on my mm, fifth, sixth Jack and Coke, uh, double shot Jack and Coke. I I cannot finish the sixth one, right? DJ's going off. It's eighties night. I guess someone in the crowd recommended some fire rock star by Nickelback yes. comes on. I was ha- I was having trouble finishing that drink. All of a sudden, fucking singing. I'm fucking. I chugged that shit, and I felt like a brand new fucking man. Look, rock. Look, Nickelback does doesn't doesn't get the the credit it deserves. I don't know what the fuck happened. I almost feel like it was kind of rust, like it, like a rust situation where where like people week, yeah. where people hate it, and then and then they're like, oh, everyone hates it. Yeah. Nickelback is good. Nickelback has solid. Fucking, fucking songs, fire. man. Yeah. Yep. So, so one of my recommendations: get the fuck off their back. Go listen mm-hmm. to their fucking songs. Download their greatest hits. Who gives a fuck? Just so you can have the essentials and just mm-hmm. and dude, they they go off. Darren, you like you like Nickelback? I'm not gonna listen to them on my personal time, but I, if it's on the radio in the car, definitely. Probably yeah. keep it playing. Hell yeah. yeah. Awesome. Look at this photograph. Every time I don't know about that song. Makes me laugh. Something sad. <laughs> Something maybe. Have you guys ever heard the song "Feed the Machine" by them? It's like a newer song by them. No, it's actually one of their newer hits. It's from a while ago. Listen to that jam, bro. That shit's from yeah. like, uh, like actually not too long ago. Listen to a song called "Feed the Machine." Fourth recommendation: Listen to mm. "Feed the Machine" <laughs> by Nickelback. Yes. All right. Wow. So this uh, this third one, um, I really got to think about it now that I'm about to say it right now. <laughs> Look, this one this one goes out to this is a little more of a life advice for a lot of our female listeners here. I knew it was good. I knew you'd say females. <laughs> I just I could tell by that build up you're about to say females. Yeah, I just felt I kinda of feel bad. Look, and it's not to all the females out here, it's the females that, that are on Facebook. All right. Oh yeah, I know where this is. All right. I do not. I'm I do. Look, a lot of them and, and maybe it's not even in Delaware, maybe it's mostly down here in uh the old, the old S of S, San Antonio. I was gonna say S, I was gonna say US of A, but I meant San Antonio. Look, leave your baby daddy, mm-hmm. or stop fucking complaining yeah. about it. Look, I, look, I don't know what it is about our high school, but like every female that I knew growing up has, they're they're about three kids in, they're about a Brady bunch and a half in, right now. Yeah. All right, yeah. and 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 they they do not let up on the on Facebook where they start complaining like, oh, you know, he ain't shit, you know, and posting all that shit like, oh, you know, I can't wait till I find a guy that, you know, treats me right. And then next day they're back. Next next day. No, next day <laughs> they, they posted pregnancy pictures. You stop complaining about it or leave them. Yeah, like there, there is no in between. Like, like you have, and you have control of your happiness, and it's simple as that. Everything is black and white. It's yes or no. There is no gray area. There is no maybe. You know, you want to be with him, be with him. You don't leave or shut the fuck up. Look, I'm not gonna get too much into it, but that that is my third recommendation to our female listeners who are non-existent. (laughs) 
<laughs> that was beautiful, right. Cyrus. Thank you. Sorry about that. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and uh, get off this recommendation grind because holy fuck! Yeah, wow. So <laughs> almost an hour later. Um, so I thought we jumped to some news. Um, this news might be a little bit late to some people, but I think this is important to talk about nonetheless. Of course, um, that is of course the news of Ninja joining uh, Microsoft's live streaming service Mixer. Um, he's completely left Twitch. Ninja, as you might know, is the most popular gamer in the world. If I mean, if you put it that way, but I believe he is. Um, he's got countless fans across the whole entire nation, across the world, and now he's moving his talents to Mixer. Um, I believe Microsoft paid him about $15 million is the estimation to uh, stream exclusively over on Mixer. Um, this might seem like a light news story uh, at a small glance, but it, it can actually have some strong implications for the future of streaming. Um, so I want to get your guys' takes on that. So, uh, Darren, uh, what's your take on this? So... I think it's pretty interesting the timing of Ninja being uh, moving to Mixer. Sorry, so Halo's coming out soon, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's one part of it. Is you know he used to be was he a pro or was he just yeah he, he I was think pro. he was pro yeah, yeah he was you know that's that's pretty opportunistic for him to be yep. doing that right as the Halo game is about to come out. Plus, you know, I was using Mixer to try and see what it was all about, and I noticed that he's. I mean, obviously, he's, like, the biggest person on there pretty much right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some people that are kind of around his level, but it's interesting to see that there's not actually too many big streams. It seems like there's a lot of smaller yeah, it's streams. Yeah. yeah, it's it's so new. And so, like, well, the, the thing about building off of what you said, like, I think the, the timing of Microsoft is perfect for going out and getting Ninja to go to their platform because, one, like you said, the, the Master Chief collection comes out at, the end of this year i believe right correct on pc i think i think the the new halo comes out at the end of next year correct so like that that timing is perfect because like he said in his announcement that he was getting back to his streaming roots and i feel like what he meant by like that by that was he started off playing halo so yeah. he was kind of going to get back to that yeah. so i think that the beginning of next year is we're going to see ninja switch from fortnite over to halo for at least a while. I'm actually really cool with seeing that too, because yeah. I want to see him play Halo. Because you know? I think that's I the main Halo. reason Microsoft paid him so much money to mm -hmm. switch to their platform was so they could promote their own game. For sure. Yeah. And I then, didn't think uh, about that. Yeah. And I also did try to look into to Mixer and stuff like that. And I'll be completely honest with you, I don't think it's gonna beat Twitch. No. But I, their I their interface and their their website is extremely user friendly. I like their layout way more than I like Twitch, to be completely honest. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think it's going to beat Twitch in a lot of ways. Interesting to see how, uh, I guess, some companies deal with, uh, you know, Mixer. So the reason I say companies are, I guess, I should say events, not companies. Um, if you take something like uh, Games Done Quick or E3 or Evo, all of those events could go to Mixer because... Uh, Mixer's requirements for yeah, partnership are much higher, and so it kind of promotes people to be have an existing audience and stuff like that. But most of those things don't really have a reason to stay with Twitch, and it's kind of I'm kind of curious to see if they'll actually move onto Mixer. I don't think they will, but that's something I kind of that's kind of interesting. I never I never actually thought about that. Yeah, that point, yep. especially something like GDQ. I mean, I don't know. 
I wouldn't want to be watching that on Mixer, to be honest. No. I'd rather watch it on Twitch. Yeah. Or YouTube. But another thing that I forgot to, to bring up, I think what Mixer is doing right now is kind of shady, to be honest. Because I feel like they're trying to make Ninja into something more than he actually is. Oh, yeah. And don't get me wrong, like, he's the biggest fucking streamer in the fucking world. But for them to, you know, make something to where everybody that signs up to Mixer gets a two-month subscription to Ninja. So, like, I think what is really going to happen two months from now is where we're really going to get to gauge how smart the move on his part was. Yep. Because like when you think about it, like what's he 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 just hit a million, right? Mm. Like how many of those people are actually gonna stay after that? So like just put it like this way, if like like I th- still think it's gonna be beneficial in the short term, but in the long term I think his viewers are gonna drop because like especially in an industry such as um like the gaming industry, what matters is what's popular. And mixer is not not like it's popular now but it's gonna go straight back to twitch oh yeah but like i i think he's still gonna be fine because you think of it this way if like i don't know eight hundred thousand out of that million actually stays and i think a mixer subscription is 5.99 i believe so say he gets like two dollars out of that 5.99 subscription then he's gonna be making like 1.6 mil a month just off of subscriptions right but that's just at the beginning and i think that's going to drop over time because as i said what pop what's popular is what matters mm-hmm. and i think mixer is going to kind of fall off i think so i think you are going to see like some more bigger streamers move over mm-hmm. to mixer just because they're seeing like oh shit look how fast ninja hit one mil mm-hmm. but it's not it's it's like right it's not accurate numbers right right because everybody that's starting up is subscribing to him for free right no no definitely i think he he definitely is taking a risk jumping on over and i don't think he's going to get any other competitor and or fellow streamer joining that that um platform until they see his success if they see his success but Mm -hmm. if if he drops the ball in a couple months two months whatever i mean maybe no big deal for him because he's getting fucking paid yeah but um if he drops the ball or Mixer drops the ball, he's going to have to come over. He may see some long-term, um, long-term, I guess, hardships would be the only word I could find, coming back into the game of Twitch. But but I don't think he's going to, like I said, he's not going to get any sort of uh, fellow streamer support unless they see him doing big. Uh, and and I, I already know, I don't know if y'all watch Dr. Disrespect, yeah, I like Doctor yeah, Disrespect, yeah. and and he says he a similar thing. It, yeah. yeah, he did talk about it, and and he's he says he's not fucking going over. Yeah, yeah, he's not going over. I don't think he yeah, should. Yeah, he's not. No, going he over. shouldn't. I think that this is all going to come down to the fact that like Twitch needs to start treating their partners a little better, exactly. a little more better. Yeah, uh, because I think this is just going to lead to more people switching yep. over and them losing money. That's what I was. That's what I was going to be my next point. Like I um I'm not the biggest in the streaming world. I don't really watch that much uh streamers. Um, but I do know there's a lot of controversy on Twitch with them, you know, not really tackling the big problems with uh, a lot of the streamers. Sometimes they get banned, unrightfully so. And if they continue to do this, this is just going to make Mixer, because I'm, I'm assuming Mixer's support is a lot better at this point for Ninja to go right over, you know. I'm assuming Ninja might be seeing some of these things going on over on Twitch, and he's like, maybe it's time for me yeah. to hop off, you know. And if Mixer keeps getting good word of mouth, these other streamers are going to come, and if Twitch keeps unrightfully banning all these people on their platform, 
then Mixer, if Mixer's like, you know, providing good support to them, then they're not going to leave, you know? So I really think it's going to come down to how consistent can these companies stay with keeping their, keeping their, you know, streamers on there, how do they treat them, what exclusivity exclusivity rights do they have, Mm. what are their rates, it's going to be how the companies uh, perform, not more so of who's really going to go to each website. Because I really think that Mixer made a they they made a power move by mm-hmm. you know signing a ninja deal and who knows who's next you know so yeah well and that brings up one more last point that I wanted to make like how do y'all feel about the fact that like do y'all think it'll be a problem that Mixer is owned by Mark Microsoft and that there it brings the possibility that they're going to be promoting streamers who are playing their game mm. versus streamers that aren't oh, now yeah. see Microsoft hey, is actually I didn't, I didn't know that. Microsoft is one of the more lenient companies I believe. Uh-huh. Um, we all know who Microsoft owns, right? They own mm-hmm. Mojang, and yeah. they my Mojang makes Minecraft. And where can mm-hmm. you find Minecraft on a PlayStation Four, on a Nintendo Switch, <laughs> on an iPhone? You can find it everywhere. Microsoft is literally all about cross-platform. They do not care who plays Halo's not Halo Infinite, which comes out next year, is even going to be an Xbox Scarlet exclusive. It's going to be on PC. So they're all yeah. about you know everyone playing together. Of course, they want stuff to themselves and i'm sure when gears 5 comes out when halo infinite comes out um whenever the next um, triple a exclusive games come out they'll promote it but let's say when you know last of us 2 comes out they're not gonna have a problem that's that's revenue still coming to their site you know so i don't believe they're really gonna mind too much if this was sony's platform you could absolutely bet your fucking ass they would never let halo touch that platform or gears or mario you know anything besides them yep I look yeah. at Microsoft more as a company that's more inviting, and uh, I, I respect them more than Sony in some ways, but here I am. I play on a PS4 every single day, but hey, the PS4 is the better console, but Microsoft's the better company, kind of, but that's a topic for another day. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, okay, okay. Interesting. I think, oh. um, well, sorry, just one last point. Are you good? Um, something I actually like about Mixer is that they state the rules clearly, and it's kind of uh, more, uh, I guess... They're more straightforward with their rules compared to Twitch. I know people uh, have kind of complained about Twitch's rules, especially with things like clothing and um, yep. just, I don't know, like maturity kind of parts of streams because mm-hmm. um, some people were actually criticizing Mixer because of their clothing policy, but I think it's actually a bonus for the site because okay. people focus on gaming instead of like... Instead of showing their tits. Yeah. That's another thing Twitch gets a lot of criticism uh, for because yeah, you're right they, <laughs> they don't they don't it's almost like they just let the female like not it to get into controversial I mean, shit. Yeah. Let's be honest. I don't want to like they, bash they let, females, but they yeah. they let females get away with so much shit on yeah. Twitch, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And it's which, ridiculous. Which is fine because I, I I'm more than positive those females are great at gaming. They're probably they're probably fucking good as fuck. But they know that no one's gonna watch, unfortunately. They know that they might not get as many views if they, as a guy would, as a guy would for being good, which is which should not be the way it fucking is. First of all, if you're good, you're good. People should watch you because Mm. they watch you. But unfortunately, that's just not the fucking world we live in. And and it's never gonna change that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's not gonna change. It fucking sucks. Um. So so mixer is trying to bring it back down to the ground, bring it back down to gameplay, which I hope does change the way some fuckers think mm-hmm. because if you, if you like a gamer and you like the game mm-hmm. just fucking watch whatever the fuck you want to watch yeah you know despite what they're wearing yeah because you're probably watching the gameplay 
if, yeah. if yeah. more than anything, which is why they have a little fucking box in the fucking corner because they're they're showing you the gameplay and showing you and 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 maybe doing some funny commentary over there, which some of those female gamers are pretty funny. Yeah, they're yeah. funny. I, I've and it's just yeah, it's just it's just a little tragic that that they do have to do that and and maybe Mixer will be able to to kind of yeah. open a door for them. My only issue is with the people that kind of game the system and just try to get away with all that they can. Um, I don't think there's actually a lot of female streamers that don't really have an issue with abusing the system. And mm-hmm. they, you know, dress like, you know, just like pretty casual and not like showing off too much. But it's also good that, you know, Mixer does still allow for mature content and games. And, you know, it's not like they completely ban everything that shows off skin. Like if you're in the right scenario, say you're on the beach, you can wear a bikini, but you wouldn't normally be able to wear a bikini on streams playing mm-hmm. games or something. Nope. You know? Yeah. Um, or say if you're at the gym and you're working out, you can just wear a sports bra, which mm-hmm. you should be able to. And yeah. I, I think that's really good. No, hell yeah. No, most definitely. And, and, and maybe Mixer will be able to diminish that, uh, that, that sex appeal that, mm-hmm. um, that, that really shouldn't be there. If we're being honest, I don't think, yeah. You know, if a female's good and she's funny, I'm watching her. Yeah. yeah and sure. that's, that's all I give a fuck about if we're being honest. And, and that's just cause I've never been attracted to i've never clicked on a video because there's a pair of tits on the youtube thumbnail yeah. you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah we're at 12 oh, yeah. Sure. yeah yeah so um so I, that, that's cool that, that's cool that uh make sure is doing that though I, I i'll give him that yeah so uh so we'll go ahead and and, and get on over from uh from this breaking news to uh kind of what what's coming on throughout the the rest of the year as far as big big game titles um, mm-hmm. So, does anyone have uh, their most anticipated games? You want to go ahead and start off, Trevor? Yeah, I'll start it off. So, the the game that I'm most anticipating, I'm anticipating because it's a type of game that we've all, as a group, kind of wanted to be able to play together, mm-hmm. and that's like a, a horror genre yep. game. And uh, the game that I'm looking forward to is the Dark Pictures Anthology Man of Madon. I don't even know how to say that last Maiden. word. Yeah. I, I think Maiden. I, he said Maiden. I don't think it's Maiden. M- I would say Madon. Madon. How's it spelled? So M E D A N. Madan. Madan. I think it's Madan. It's Madden. 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 <laughs> wow. But basically, what this game is, it's an anthology, so it's going to be a series. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not too sure if they've said how many games are going to be in the series, but each one of them is going to be four to five hours. And Man of Madan is going to be the, <laughs> oh, first, yeah. the first one Madden. in that series. Yeah. Um, but basically what's going to happen is each game's going to come out and I think it's going to be around $30. You can either play it as a single player game or a co-op game. And it's from the same people who made um, uh, Until Dawn, which is one of my favorite games. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. And um, I think it has very high production value. And it's uh, I love the like games. It's kind of like choose your own path and like, yeah. I love games like that, so yeah. I'm like really looking forward to this game. So books like uh, that, yeah. I, there hasn't been too too much that's come out about it. Right. Um, I think about a year ago, people got to play ten or fifteen minutes of it, and then like I think it was four weeks ago, people got to play the first ninety minutes of it. Oh, and I've sure. kind of tried not to watch too much into the gameplay because yeah. I don't want to get it's too much spoiled for me. Uh, but it looks like from what I've seen, is they're not focusing too much on the gore. When it comes to jump scares, it's like just pure 
like fucking yeah. yeah. Gonna get a, I already scream when we play regular games, so you're gonna fucking <laughs> blow your eardrums out. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I can't wait for this. What game. I uh, what I like about it is it's kind of like it has moral decisions, and it kind of reminds yeah. me of like Telltale games, mm-hmm. like the Walking Dead kind of game, like where you're you're stuck between a rock and a hard place, and it's yeah. like, what are you, what are you gonna do? You know? Yeah, yeah. Because like speaking of that, I saw there was one the I only watched like three minutes into the gameplay. But there was this decision where it said uh, your friend was getting attacked by zombies and it said, do you save your friend or do you not? Mm-hmm. And the people that pick save your friends, they saved him, but he turned into a zombie second later oh, okay. and ended up fucking killing him. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's like, do you be a good person? But still, if you're a good person, like, like you can still fuck. be fucked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it as well. I think Supermassive Games as a developer, um, I mean, they're extremely famous for Untold Dawn and Rush of Blood as well. Um, but, oh, and The Impatient, which dropped, uh, not too long ago, is a VR game set in the Untold Dawn universe. Um, the only thing I will say I'm a little, um, hesitant on is that any game that has not been Untold Dawn related has been a bit shaky for them. Yep. Um, yep. they don't have the best track record besides Untold Dawn, so we will have to see, and them all, like, doing, like, this anthology, they're already planning out, like, a million other games. Yeah. I, I'd assume they have high confidence in this. Um, we'll have to see how it plays out. I mean, you really can't do much to really screw it up. It looks beautiful. It plays the same way as Untold Dawn. It's got the morality stuff that Darren was talking about. I don't really see how it can go wrong, but we'll have to wait and yeah. see for sure. Um, you know, there are no Quantic Dream. Quantic Dream makes you know Detroit heavy rain. Like they make the amazing, you know, oh, uh, yeah. like uh, what do you even call this genre? Um, like like uh, choose your own adventure, I guess. Right? Like I think Quantic Dream is like the cream of the crop when it comes to choose your own adventure. But Supermassive Games, I think, can really overtake that if they're consistent enough. So this could be the start of something new for them, for sure. But I still want Until Dawn 2. Don't forget about that, please. Oh, dude. We yeah. need <laughs> Until Dawn 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not forget. So I never played it. I saw gameplay on it, though. It is I th- so I thought it was No, good. I love watching it. Just watching oh, it. I that game. Dude, check it out, man. They got some big actors. Hey, isn't that the guy that plays uh, Freddie Mercury? Yes. It is, right? <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, it, it is. Right? is. <laughs> yeah, he's I just the... realized yep, that. Yep, that's was, right. Uh, was he King Tut in Night, Night Museum, something like that, too? Yep, yeah, yep, he's yep. that, and he's uh, iRobot. Yeah. Yep, and he's going to be the villain in yeah. the next James Bond. That game is oh. so in where? fucking good. He's going to be the villain in the next James Bond. Is he really? Oh, yep. no shit. I got to get on those new James Bond. I used to love that movie series when I was a kid and yep. in the games. Uh, but I have, I actually haven't seen any of the new ones. Yeah. That come I, out. I don't yeah. think I've seen any James Bond movies. No? Dude, those I'm sorry. Movies are, those movies <laughs> are very cliche. <laughs> those movies are very cliche. I, I think they're really good. Though. You know, there's a spy movie. You know, get the female. Yeah. You know, shoot a bunch of people. Um, but wow. that's pretty good. But uh, go ahead, Darren. You want to go ahead and take it away with your most anticipated game? Okay, so I think people that know me know what game I'm going to talk about. Mm. Paul knows absolutely. Uh, Luigi's Mansion Three. So. Uh, this game was shown at E3, and I got really excited to see it, and I'm even more excited now that I saw it, because I didn't even think about, like, how how visually pleasing the game would look. I didn't really... That never came up to me when I was thinking about it. I was just like, oh, a new game to, to like, speedrun or something. Mm-hmm. But that game has some really nice visuals, like, especially with the animations. The ghosts look very unique and alive, and they have a lot of personality. Um, I also like that it has, it's like a hotel. So basically the premise of the game is um, you're going through the hotel. Uh, 
and instead of normally in Luigi's Mansion, you kind of progress by grabbing keys and um, you know opening doors, unlocking doors that are previously locked, you know. Uh, but now you're getting elevator buttons and progressing down the hotel um, or up. I don't know. Yeah. Up or down. Up. <laughs> oh, okay. So um, each floor has a, a unique theme to it, like drastically unique, as they worded it. And um, I think that's going to be really good for like the replayability. Um, yeah, like it just it looks really fun. It's also uh, they're kind of doing away with the whole mission idea of Luigi's Mansion Two. Yeah, like, God. and yeah, that was oh god, like every <laughs> two minutes, like in and out, in and out, in and out, just way too much. But um, okay, so it's more uh, adventure based, like um, like Luigi's Mansion One, which I speed run Luigi's Mansion One. And I love that, you know, it's it's kind of exploratory and it's not, you know, you have, you're having your hand held all the way through. Yeah. And you're in the, the mansion a lot. It's not like you're leaving constantly. You leave, I don't know, if it's not really a spoiler. The game's like 20 years old. It's like, you leave like four <laughs> times. Um, I'll just say four times, you know. But uh, Luigi's Mansion 2, you leave like so much. Like, like over 20, like 30 times. It's ridiculous. Um, so it kind of takes you out of the experience, but yeah, it looks really fun. They have unique bosses. And yeah, I can't wait for that game. I don't really care for like the whole Luigi mechanic. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's weird. It it feels more gimmicky than anything to me, but I think the rest of the game has a lot to make up for it. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Oh, um, dude, I can't wait. I know Darren, you're all Luigi's Mansion all the time. Yeah. We're gonna actually get into this topic soon, but uh, um, Luigi's Mansion is actually one of my favorite games of all time. I've played through that game not as many times as you, Darren, but I'd say at least five, 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 five or eight, you know, in that ballpark. Um, and it holds a special place in my heart. Luigi's Mansion Two wasn't, you know, anything to write home about, um, but I think Three can hopefully recapture that magic, especially with how big the game is, because like, each floor is like the size of like a mansion from from two or something like that right and there's like 20 floors so it's like there's it a load like this game's gonna be really big yeah the only downside to this game personally is i cannot stand this new art style that has continued from Luigi's mansion 2 oh, the ghosts okay. just look awful in my opinion um oh, yeah. i loved how the ghosts look in one each of like the bosses have like they look so drastically different you know they kind of remind me of like the um the, the dragons in the new spyro remaster where like whenever you tap a dragon on it they each have like a different personality they all look different and that's what these mentioned one had that was really cool and even like you know the basic enemy ghosts all had like a very distinct features to them but in this new art style they got going on man they all look so basic so plain and i'm just really not a fan of it but i'll get over it i'm sure the gameplay is gonna be a lot of fun um i think the bosses kind of have uniqueness to them but the plain ghosts kind of have the same like weird feature look to them. I don't know how to explain. They have this but... spherical look to them now. It looks just so yeah and it's... ugly uh, to me. To me, once again, to me, it's ugly. Yeah. If you like, it's totally okay. Um, yeah. but it's really a downside, and like I wouldn't say it's one of the reasons why I'm not so overly hyped for Luigi's Mansion, but it was definitely one of the reasons why I just loved the first one. Just that art style was so phenomenal. Love yeah, it. definitely like ahead of its time for sure. Oh, heck yeah. So, yeah. Cyrus? I've never played Luigi's Mansion. Oh, you're gonna now. <laughs> Am I? Well, La last... Your family owns a Switch. We do? Yeah. The they're, for the, love that. they're the kids, though. Yeah. Okay, I'll get it for them. Yeah, that's sure. cool. That's cool. Hell yeah, man. So, 
my most anticipated game. Jesus this Christ. was uh this was hard to go back and forth on. Let's hear it. And I actually been going back and forth through this whole podcast. Really? Not really. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sure I know what oh. you're debating between. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure you are too. I'm I'm very big on 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 big game titles and and I feel like I haven't heard much of any of y'all's for the most part, but Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Uh, <laughs> I am oh I am stoked to I uh, look, I've anticipated all right. <laughs> look. We were going back and forth one night. We needed some new games. Apex was sucking the life out of us and we had nothing else fucking going for us. So I was looking at gameplay for games to play with friends. Ghost Recon Wildlands. I bring it up to the crowd. Paul's like, yeah, you know, that seems cool. I was like, all right, that's all I needed to fucking hear. Because I... <laughs> all the council did not approve. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, we were on the topic for, like, three minutes. Cyrus was like, yeah, we should buy Wildlands. And everyone was like, yeah, that's, that's an option. And that's all we said. That was it. But that was all I needed <laughs> to hear. Look, I had thought, like, oh, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll lead the fucking crowd and, and get Wildlands. And then my friends would follow, and we'd all have a PVE to play. And uh, nobody fucking bought the game. Okay. Well, you know what? No. It's not my fault. I didn't it is your fault. The game Ultimate Edition. It was $30. Ultimate. It was $30. It was not that much. It was not that much fucking money. If you would have the Basic Edition, I might have thought about it. But I was you not wouldn't because you're a fucking horrible friend. Oh, that too. <laughs> you wouldn't. Uh-oh. You wouldn't have fucking bought it. You see how long that lasted, right? Yeah. You only played that for like maybe like a week and you were on and off it. Ooh. And then eventually it just dissipated. You went right back to The Witcher. And that's what you've been playing. But it's all right, though. I'll be honest. I've never really liked the Ghost Recon game. I tried one and I was just not feeling it. I like the old ones. But I totally get the appeal and I think it is a good game. Yeah, I did like the old but ones. But it's not for me. But yeah. They're more bro-y kind of. Like, so is COD. But we play COD. But like, I think it's like. It's like the third person, third purse, third person version of bro games, you know? It's kind of in that area, which is totally fine. I sure. like those games a lot. I played Future Soldier on 360, was not impressed with that at all. Um, that's the only one I've ever really dabbled in. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, man. I, I played a lot of Ghost Recon. Uh, they had some first person ones, didn't they? Yeah. I think. Yeah, so those are the ones I used to play. And then Wildlands I got because I thought my friends were going to be friends. Um, <laughs> and then Ghost, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Yeah, Betrayed. Breakpoint looks dope, man. They got a whole little uh, system where you, if you get shot, you're hurt, and you got to fucking and you're limping. Oh. And I and I love it, dude. I love it. So I just I just wanted a PVE game that we can all have, and then we and all ended up resorting to Grand Theft Auto, and that's fine. And Paul shot that idea. Paul's in the fucking, leg, yeah, and it started limping. And it started limping. <laughs> I will not be buying Breakpoint, but if I hear it's like the greatest game to ever just come out of someone. If if this if they say this is the greatest thing since uh I don't know what's better than sliced bread since nom since porn since whatever then I will buy it. It's all right. We're all getting Modern Warfare, aren't we? Yeah. Which I do got to say that was that was runner up for me, by the way. That okay. I don't like Enter Sandman. I'm tired of hearing that song. (laughs) But when they synced it with like stuff in the trailer, I was like, this is really cool. Like, okay. Yep. It kinda, it, also, the trailer reminds me of like all the stealth stuff from like Black Ops One, mm-hmm. which exactly. I thought was really cool. It's like nostalgic which, in a way. 
which now I feel now I'm kind of going back and forth because Cyrus, I was sure you were going to say Modern Warfare. Yeah, um, it, I was originally, actually, I was originally. I mean, like months back, I would have told you Pokemon Sword and Shield. Fast forward to now, I was going to tell you Doom Eternal. But since Cyrus didn't pick COD, I'm going to pick something I would have never thought I would ever be saying, especially six months ago. Modern Warfare is indeed my most anticipated game of the year, um, at least for the rest of the year, for sure. That multiplayer reveal was absolutely, mm-hmm. it was just awesome. It, the game, on top, top of everything, the game looks beautiful. The gameplay looks so fluid. It really looks like a return to COD's roots, of course, boots in the ground and all that. But it's bringing back a lot of the stuff that just made the game great. Simplicity of the guns, um, that more of that war feel. Yeah. The maps are going away from the three-lane structure onto vantage points now. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like Infinity Ward at their prime again. And they feel motivated to add innovation to a genre that has in need of injection of life. Oh yeah. And I really believe that this is going to be a game that is going to stick around. I, I never will think COD will be the same ever again. Fortnite is too big. Battle Royale is too big right now. Yeah. I don't believe COD's going to have its, you know, it's, it's not going to regain that fame again. But I think it can still keep that crowd, especially me, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I expect to pick this game up, play it heavily with you, Cyrus, whoever else picks it up for a few months, Hell put yeah. it down, come back to it every once in a while. Hell but yeah. I really I do got to say, with the, uh, just how the game looks, the ground war mode being like 80 people, 100 people in one map with vehicles and whatnot and tanks. It's kind of like Battlefield, but COD style. That's all I've, that's all I've ever wanted, man. I just wanted a Battlefield game but with that COD juiciness, that 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 amazing flow that mm-hmm. every single COD game has. No matter how bad a COD game can be, they all flow so smoothly, and the gunplay is always great. Even in a game like Ghosts or Infinite Warfare, which I cannot stand those games, can't lie, they're really fluid. And on top of the multiplayer looking great, Spec Ops is back. Are you kidding me? Where has that been all this time? No can't with dab that one of that with my friends. That in a while. Right? And... I think this is the first time I'll ever say this. The campaign is intriguing. A lot of the yes. stuff is going to be influenced from real modern war. It's not going to be that bullshit where it's like, oh, we got jetpacks. We got to go save Kevin Spacey, our president, because he, he did this shit. Yeah, like that's fucking, it was lame. It, like, I don't, yeah, yeah. don't want to play a sci-fi war game. I want to play real war. Yeah, and a lot of inspiration <laughs> yeah. I've been seeing is from live leaks on the on the deep web. They're getting a lot of inspiration from like really? watching a lot of that, yeah. bringing in veterans and wow. whatnot. It's going to be a very intense, graphic, realistic campaign that I really think can uh, put COD, map, COD on the map again for uh, you know a good single player narrative. So, you know, I got to say what they've shown me, I'm really impressed. It would take a lot for me to not want to buy this game. So, sorry Doom, but I think COD's got it for me. Yeah, hell yeah, man! And that time to kill. Oh, oh it yeah, better, it better be fixed. Why yeah, exactly? We, we, we like no, it's too slow. Oh no, we're talking. Have you seen the gameplay? No, the gameplay, the time, the time to kill is fucking perfect right now. Really, it perfect is. compared to Black okay, Ops Four. I'm tired oh. of putting three clips into somebody no, and I'm not dying. You will not do that. I yeah. guarantee you. It's five shots in the right spot. He's out, dude. Because that's like the the most annoying thing about Black Ops, which pisses me off every time. I'm putting all like I'm putting. Fucking the whole box of fucking ammo yeah. in this bitch yeah. and then not dying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That time to kill, I'm looking forward to a lot. Yep. 
I'm looking forward to the realism for sure. And even these uh, <laughs> the stupid things are going to be adding. You guys hear about the watch that's going to be on your wrist in Modern Warfare? No. So there's going to be a watch on your left wrist. It's going to display the, your, the real time in your area. So if you don't want to open your menu or look at your phone, you can still get the watch <laughs> on your full game. game. Okay. Nice. And on top of that, they're going to be adding something called a Tamagunchi right um, and it's going to be a little atamagunchi and it's going to be a virtual pet that's going to be on your wrist oh my it's god gonna, and the only way it lives what? If, you, if you do good if you do bad enough in a game <laughs> it will have severe consequences to your atamagunchi i don't better you that. do I'm buying, <laughs> it. I'm buying it i don't want that, <laughs> what? So that, what? So that it, it feeds off of you getting kills Jesus Christ, dude. You know what I liked? Uh, and uh, fuck, I'm about to go off. Uh, or not go off, but go off topic. Look, <laughs> Last of Us had this really cool feature where they had that little that little settlement feature, but it wasn't like a settlement. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. a settlement. It was just a fucking circle with dots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I cared so much for that fucking, I did those, that fucking cluster <laughs> I of dots. <laughs> did you link your Facebook to it? No, I didn't. Link your Facebook? You oh, could no, do listen, that? I, I, if you linked your Facebook, the people in your, your settlement were the names of your Facebook friends. So it would say, like, blank died. You'd be like, hell yeah. You know, if someone you didn't like, you know, just say, like, they, they are starving or this person did this, you know, like, takes all God your friends. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, God like, damn it. Yeah, but it was funny as fuck. Damn. I'd purposely make all my exes on Facebook die. Yep. <laughs> I'd lose games in a row to make sure. Um thank you guys for making it to the end. I know we had a lot to talk about, a lot of hot takes to go in today. Um and of course, Darren, thank you so much for joining us. It was a lot of fun. Um and of course, um, is there anything that you want to shout out for yourself? Oh yeah. Uh so I'm gonna start streaming on Twitch. Um I was actually gonna stream uh like two days ago for the first time, but I had food poisoning, so I oh, went against it, and I was up for 24 hours. It was a shitty day. Um, Sorry about hear that. But I am on Twitch. I'm going to be speedrunning Luigi's Mansion. I might get into other games like Simpsons Hit and Run at some point. Oh, I'm still oh, there, yeah. but it's a long game. Um, but I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv slash chillwizard. Uh, you got it. So I will definitely be streaming on that very soon. I'll be there too. We'll leave that in the description as well. Darren, thank you you so much. I'm sure you'll be back. For sure. Just as well as all all our guests will be. Um, Trevor, Cyrus, any closing comments? Next stop, Nashville, motherfuckers.